just like shilling bottles of lube like out of a trench coat <laughs> it sounds like a good time it honestly sounds like kind of a fun way to meet people hi welcome back to under our roof i'm grace and i'm lizzie and welcome to our podcast after what has been probably the craziest week of my life. Welcome back to <laughs> where my brain is at on a Friday evening after just having a truly surreal and wonderful and hectic week. Grace's EP Preacher's Kid came out a week ago today. Well, when we're recording a week ago yeah. today, um, when this episode comes out, it'll have been about like 10 days ago. And the reception has been so amazing. I can't express yeah. how excited and proud and happy I am and how grateful I am for all the people that have reached out and I can't supported. It. I know. it's It's been surreal, like Grace said a minute ago. Unexpected. I yeah. think that that's the other thing, too, is that I have been really open about working on my music and working on this project specifically. If you have been following us, maybe you followed along with the Queer Christian Cover Band or my work with State of Grace, and you might have had some idea that this is where my head and heart have been at as a songwriter. And I was hopeful that people would receive this body of work. It's an EP. It's about, it's eight songs. It's like seven and a half songs, really. But I had no idea that the reception would be like this. We reached number one on the Christian music charts on iTunes on Tuesday, and we basically hung there all day. We just stuck there all day, or sorry, all week. Yeah. I have my brain. I know. Um, we're a bit frazzled just because of everything that's happened. And like Rex was saying, it was unexpected, but also like as your biggest fan, it is and it isn't. One of our good friends texted me today and she was like, I can't believe what's happening with Grace's music. And then she was and then she texted again, like, I don't mean it like that, like that I can't believe it. I can, but it's just crazy. And I'm like, I know, trust me, like I'm not taking it in any, <laughs> it is. So again, if you haven't been keeping up or if you haven't been on social media, you might've missed that Grace's EP has been charting all over the place. We're hoping for even more good news on that front next week. Um, but there's been a lot of accolades, a lot of buzz. And I can say that because I'm yeah. your wife, but there has been a ton of praise for the album or for the EP rather. And it's just been so encouraging but yeah this friend was it was sarah spad was like oh my gosh yeah she was Thanks, like i sarah. can't believe i can't believe it but i can believe it and that's exactly the mode that i'm in it's like is it surprising that people would be finding so much meaning in this work that you poured your absolute heart into no it's not surprising that people would find um comfort and solidarity in your words at all because they're so from the heart but at the same time no one can really predict when something will blow up, which is what's happening now. I mean, it certainly feels that way. I'm, I'm sure that there have been like other sort of meteoric rises from artists, but I just haven't experienced that before. So this week has been just, you know, overwhelming in a really good way. I didn't, I didn't know that, like, I, I'm still not even sure if it's true that we did make history by the first openly queer person charting in christian music i'm not sure i think probably first to be number one you think so yeah i mean number one is 
yeah. hard. And then there's a possibility, and then I swear we'll get into the episode, but there there's a possibility, um, I received an email today that we could chart on Billboard on Monday. And so they reached out to me for materials should that come to pass. And I just can't stress enough how much this is a homespun project that I, mm-hmm. I did absolutely pour my heart into, but I just made everything from home. I've done all of the work for this project on my own with no label, with no playlisting, certainly no radio. And it's just been through the support of y'all honestly listening. I'm sure there's a, a, a major crossover of people that listen to the podcast who would also be supporting Preacher's Kid. And I think that's just a testament to how we are finding our power and visibility and making a seat for ourselves at at a table that we were never invited to. And that's just been the best part. That's been so inspiring. And you always hope for something to, to really strike a chord, but I've never experienced it like this before. And I'm just profoundly grateful and I'm deeply tired. <laughs> I'm deeply tired, but I'm happy that we're doing this episode um, yes. and getting to spend some time with um, wherever you are with you, because it, it means a lot that you check in with us every week. And it, it's nice to sort of have this time to decompress. Yeah. And before we get into more of the subject matter of this episode, we have a very important announcement and apology on my part. So last week, we did the Valentine's matchmaking extravaganza. Um, extravaganza, And it was so fun. And I got a ton of really great feedback. And I'm just really glad that people seem to be having fun with it. However, I messed something up and I left out two profiles. I can't believe I'm even saying that because it's so unlike me and I feel terrible. But um, I found out that I left out two profiles, which basically happened because of the way that I foldered things in Gmail. And I just... Yeah, it's really I, Gmail's fault. It's <laughs> no, really... I'm not even saying it was anyone's fault but mine, but it happened. So and... Gmail, don't even bother trying to sponsor this <laughs> podcast because your services are not welcome here. No, I just, yeah, I just. Does Gmail sponsor podcast? They're too big. Probably they not. would never use <laughs> Gmail. <laughs> Have you thought of using Gmail? <laughs> hey, get off Yahoo, you Yahoo. <laughs> Head on over to Gmail. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they probably won't be knocking on our door to do that ad. <laughs> I just want to apologize for missing the two profiles that I missed, and we're going to read them now. And let me also just say that because I corresponded with these two individuals, I can tell you another addition that's not on their profiles is that they're both so understanding and gracious and kind. These I can vouch for both of these individuals, I'm sure all our listeners are, but... And that's a good quality in Yes, that's the thing. They're both incredibly nice about it. And, um, you know, it it sucks to, like, write in and work on your profile and be excited about it and then not hear your name on the episode. Like, I, my heart just sank when I realized what had happened. And the... But both of these people um, just, yeah, couldn't have been nicer about it. So that's another big plus if you want to reach out to either of them. They're awesome. So I will now get started on those two profiles. Let's get into it. Yes. Let's get romantic. <laughs> okay. Or <so>. platonic. 
First, we have Kaylee, she, her. Kaylee is from central Illinois, and she writes that she recently has come out as asexual biromantic to a few close family members and friends, and she's interested in either a romantic or platonic relationship. Kaylee says, I am a 24-year-old queer Christian woman in central Illinois. I'm very nerdy and crafty. I play Dungeons and Dragons almost every week, schedules permitting, and I like to do crafty things like knitting and cross-stitch. Cross-stitch is something I could really see myself getting into. I totally see that for you. (laughs) I also have a 10-year-old gray cat named Lucy who I love very much. Was there a photo of Lucy? I don't think there was. Oh, there was actually. This is what I mean by both of these people, and in this case, Kaylee being so nice. Kaylee did not include a photo of Lucy with her original profile, but when I reached out to say what had happened and apologized for leaving her profile off, she was like, here's a photo of Lucy to cheer you up. And yes, so I did see a picture. Thank you, Kaylee. I know. I saw a picture of Lucy um, and she's adorable. Last but not least of all the profiles, we have Soph. Also goes by Sophia, but Soph is her nickname, she, her. And Soph is looking for a romantic relationship and or friends. She says... Hi there, I'm Soph. I'm a graduate student in my 20s. I'm currently living in Michigan, but I will be moving to the East Coast for work this summer. In my spare time, you can catch me dancing around in my kitchen in roller skates, cooking meals for my friends, scream singing in the car, or sprawled out on my bedroom floor working on an art project. I'm always in search of the best Thai food, love to go camping, and will do anything for the people I love. I'm so looking forward to meeting you. Oh, Soph! I know, what a great profile. I love the nice note at the end. So if you are looking forward to also meet with Soph, perhaps go roller skating, cooking some meals, or who doesn't love a good scream singing session? And Thai food. Well, yes, of course. All these things together sound like a really fun Saturday. Yeah, a really fun Saturday. Then there is a spreadsheet that is available for the month of February with all the profiles of our lovely house guests. Wow, I'm so t- I'm I don't even know how to edit this because I'm just my my I'm, it's hard for me to form words. My mouth is like go to sleep. Okay. Reach out to Lizzie. Lizzie will send you the link to the spreadsheet that will be available for the month of February to communicate and make connections with other house guests. You can surf through the different profiles. And we just hope that you all have a blast getting to know each other. Yeah, I've already gotten a bunch of requests from people who uh, didn't send in a profile originally, but heard some of the profiles and wanted to reach out to people. And I have been sending out the spreadsheet all week since our last episode went up, and I'm really excited. You just have to keep us posted with how this goes. We said at the beginning that this was going to be a bit of an experiment. So far, it seems like it's been going over pretty well, but we'd love to hear from you. Keep in touch. Let us know how these connections are going. If you're making a love connection, a new friend, again, starting a business empire, I believe in all of you. Yeah. Starting an MLM. (laughs) I'm so loopy. Can you imagine if someone, one of our listeners just like went through the list and was just like, hey there, like looking for another boss babe to join me climbing up the ladder. Please let us know if someone is trying to get you into their MLM, you tell them no. You send them over to me and I'll say no, no, (laughs) no, no, no. Whenever you say MLM, we always get people that are like, is this men loving men? I wish. It's, yeah, that would be the sadly good MLM. Um, it's a multi-level, multi-level marketing, marketing scheme. scheme. It's but fraud. We don't have to <laughs> dwell on that too. Much. If someone is trying to, if someone is inviting you into their business fraud, then you need to okay. let us know <laughs> into their makeup scam. Okay. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't want to throw too much shade. I know, but MLMs always just make me laugh. I think it's just because I have FOMO. I've talked about this before yeah, because no one ever this. has invited me to join theirs. I've been invited. I know. Of course you have because <laughs> people assume that you wear makeup just because I vehemently do not wear makeup. All of a sudden, people are like, no, she doesn't want to do Mary Kay. There's an MLM No, I don't want to do Mary Kay, but ask me. There's MLMs for, like, lube and stuff. Okay, why would you... <laughs> why would that be? Lady, why would that be the first thing? You look at me, you're like, okay, well, she can't do makeup. What about lube? Yeah, let's well, get her in a lube MLM. Just because... Honestly, yeah, now I do want to join a lube well, MLM. Well, what I meant by that was just, like, there's one for everything. Exactly, and there's one for me, and it's the lube MLM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like shilling bottles of lube like out of a trench coat. <laughs> it sounds like a good time. It honestly sounds like kind of a fun way to meet people. Mm, I mean, yeah. not in a trench coat. Like that, then you make it weird. But like if if I was the person at the party who... <laughs> if I was the person that you invited to the party and it was like, hey, it's BYOB. And it was like, oh, you know, I don't really drink, but I did bring lube. And it works so well if you want to try it out. And then you can join my business. <laughs> my lube business with me and then i get a portion of your revenue i'm gonna be a hard person to take to parties when quarantine is over same honestly we don't know what to do anymore speaking of being in quarantine actually we this is kind of like a catch up episode where we're covering a few different things. But our original idea for this episode, which was back before all the preachers kids stuff, kind of like a Valentine's theme, even though this is going to come out the day after Valentine's, but kind of like a love month theme mm -hmm. about just like ways to make everyday life a little more special and um, practice self love or make life with a partner or roommates or family a little more like elevated, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we have some ideas that we wanted to share for that to kind of celebrate Valentine's all month long or all year long. I wrote some down. I don't know if you have some in your little noggin um, that you didn't write down, but some just like ideas to make, yeah, everyday life mm -hmm. more special. Okay. Okay. Let's hear them. All right. So one thing I feel like when you're in quarantine and spending a lot of time at home, movie nights are incredibly like common and great. But because that's such a common go to activity when you're at home, I wanted to think of a few ways to just make that more special. And by the way, I want to try to think of things in general that don't cost money or cost very little because, you know, Valentine's on a budget. Yes. But this for of course, the first one isn't that much on a budget. But it is just a shout out that if you've ever thought about getting one of those home popcorn makers, and they probably come in a range of prices, I'm not totally sure, uh, I highly recommend it. Yeah. That is one thing that has really elevated our movie nights. We actually got one as a wedding gift. And when we were registering for wedding gifts, Grace really wanted to register for the popcorn maker. I almost paid attention to nothing else that we registered for except for a tent that you said no. Well, like it was like a children's tent. And it would have been a blast. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. And then the popcorn maker. I And you were like, are we really going to use this? You know, if we're going to put this on our wedding registry. And I was like, huh, mon cheri, yes, <laughs> we will be using this. And, and we do. We have. It's so fun. I almost broke it out tonight, but I just am too tired. But it is really, really fun. If you're looking to splurge, I think ours was like $8. 
maybe $150 or something like that, which was a very nice wedding gift that we were very grateful for. Um, but I think there's probably more and less expensive ones out there. I think ours is from Crate and Barrel. But I, I just highly recommend it because it makes really good popcorn. And it just makes you feel like you're going to a movie theater a little bit. And we mm-hmm. haven't been to a movie theater in like over a year at this point. So that's one thing that I recommend. And also in the vein of movie nights, I wanted to mention as well that if you've never tried to do a Zoom movie night, it actually works really well. Our friend, one of our best friends hosts them every single Saturday of quarantine. And we've gone to quite a few of them. And the way that it works is we all decide on the movie ahead of time, or she'll usually pick the movie. And then we all hit play at the exact same time. So she'll be like three, two, one, play. And everybody hits play on the movie. And then you mute yourself. So there isn't like the noise feedback. And then we just unmute ourselves to like make a comment about the movie. And it actually works really well. So if you have never tried that with your friends, I recommend it. I'm I was like pleasantly surprised at how smooth it actually goes. Okay, the other thing that we did over New Year's that was so fun, and I might maybe do it again for Valentine's Day this weekend if I have energy, was making a fort in our living room. Mm -hmm. It was so fun. We found like a couple good YouTube videos that show you how to make a blanket fort with just like a blanket and chairs and like your couch. And because it's actually not as easy as it looks. No. Or like as easy as you might imagine. Like you kind of have to be a bit of a engineer and like figure out where things should be propped up and all that. Um, But it is just like very vibey and very fun to kind of make your living just a room just physical change of yeah. perspective. Yeah. Do you want to Can I take some other ones from the list? Oh, you're going to go down my list, yeah. Yeah, cuz I'll be honest with you, my brain is <laughs> a desert at this point in the week, I know. Yeah. And so I would love to just steal some of these ideas for treating yourself with love during mm-hmm. the month of love. So Lizzie has written down and I actually don't like this one, but maybe you will. What? It says, waking up early, yikes, lighting a candle. Okay. okay. This is aggressive. <laughs> You're taking my notes a this little- This is waking up and choosing violence. Okay. I didn't know that you would be reading my notes. These, Whenever I write notes, they're mm-hmm. like in shorthand that only makes sense to me. So okay. you don't know the whole context. This is what I think. Waking up early, lighting a candle, blowing out the candle- walking the dogs, coming back in, getting back in bed with the dogs. But you still have the aroma of the candle Mm. in the room, but then you're back in bed. The waking up part is really where the waking up early, I'm not down with that. That doesn't feel like that would be treating me with love. That would be treating me with anger. (laughs) Okay, but can I I explain what my context for that one was? So disgusting abomination. Okay, that's good. Good that the, no, there was a just a, a, a drop down from someone leaving a comment on my oh, YouTube video. What? A YouTube video. Oh, okay. Just saying that I'm a disgusting abomination. So, oh, nice. Okay. It's good that my notification settings are as such mm-hmm. so that I am, my phone does make sure right now <laughs> to let me know that um, user 55666911 was just like, hey, um, disgusting abomination. Mm, but you don't know which video he was commenting on. Well, actually, it was a she. Um, (laughs) I should not have assumed. (laughs) How dare you? Number one. Um, Number two, she was commenting on the Preacher's Kid release show. Someone said I sound like a dying cow at that show. And to be honest, it almost, you'd almost think that was like my alter ego because I am kind of a harsh critic of myself and I, and I think my vocal performance could have been better. Okay. So that was kind of funny. Remember how we were talking about like self love and stuff right now? Right. 
Yeah. Sorry. You're really getting off topic. I know. I okay, am. Okay. Let me explain the context for the waking up early and lighting a candle thing. That's not the whole thing. Again, it's shorthand for myself. What I was thinking with that one is like sometimes when you are in quarantine and just like at home working from home day in, day out, you can get in such a rut where you just feel like the days are all the same and you're not really being productive and you just don't feel good speaking from personal experience. And sometimes the way in my opinion or my experience to like break out of that is to just be like, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to have like a really peaceful morning. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have time to write in my journal. I'm going to light a candle on the coffee table and have like a cup of tea and nobody else in the house is awake yet. The dogs are still sleeping. You're still sleeping. And I can have goodness a minute for me and if you are remotely a morning a person... A minute for you. Yeah. You do this sometimes? Yeah, sometimes the best time to, like, really have a minute for you yeah, if you, you live with other people you. is to wake up early. And it can be really refreshing and just kind of make you feel really, like, um, purposeful, I think. I'm just sad because you do need a minute for you mm-hmm. away from me. So this is sort of counterproductive. But I, I want to witness a minute for you (laughs) i want to be there i won't be don't worry i Mm -hmm. will totally sleep through it but the image of you just like doing these little tasks and like lighting your little candle and just Mm -hmm. sitting there journaling it's so pure (laughs) okay let me look at some of these other things on here investing in things you use all the time good sheets bath products Hell yeah. Again, I support this shorthand notes. But basically, my thinking with that was like, again, I don't want this episode to be about like spend money on things to feel better. But I think if you are like, okay, I've been I feel like drab. I feel like everything's the same. I would recommend starting with things like a nice robe, nice sheets for your bed, some nice, good new bath products that kind of like change up your routine and little stuff like that. I think that those things help you cultivate more of this like sense of peace at home and take care of yourself rather than just like a new shirt or something. But that's also just me. And if you have expendable funds and you want to treat yourself, you should do whatever you want. But if you have been in a rut of feeling like you're online shopping, but like you know, the high from it kind of dissipates as soon as you like wear your new outfit once. Mm-hmm. Then something like really nice sheets. We actually just recently for Valentine's Day to ourselves bought ourselves some, uh, a new like duvet set that will hopefully come in the mail this weekend. I'm going to break them in by sleeping all day. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, things like that, I just think really like elevate your life. And then along those lines of like, if you're going to treat yourself to something, flowers, always can kind of pick up your mood. If you're not grocery shopping in person, you can order flowers from a lot of places. But if you are going to stores, I love Trader Joe's for flowers. They have such good affordable flowers, like $4, $5 bunches. And then they also have more like bouquets that are a little more expensive. But I personally love Trader Joe's tulips. They have tulips that are Yeah, a little more expensive because tulips are kind of like more pricey in general, but they're really like sweet little bunches of tulips that they sell around this time of year. And my personal favorite is chamomile flowers from Trader Joe's. They're super inexpensive and they just like pack a punch. They're very cheery. They're almost like mini daisy looking flowers. And yeah, I highly recommend them. All right. The other thing that she has on this list is takeout for breakfast. Fully support this. We're getting a full image of my dream day. 
which is <laughs> bed, <laughs> food delivered, uh, first thing in the morning. The morning, of course, is taking place at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. at a reasonable 11 to noon okay. hour. I love this idea. I think this is a great way of sort of treating yourself, setting the tone for the day, if you will. And I love ordering out from Egg Tuck, which is a place here in Los Angeles. I think there's actually a few locations. They just have this really, just really great egg sandwiches Mm -hmm. of all sorts of varieties. They also have iced coffee, New Orleans-styled iced coffee that's really good. Maybe we should get that on Sunday for Valentine's Day. I was thinking that we should do something like that, but I would also love to get some boba tea because that's my favorite beverage is boba. Okay. And I really want to learn how to make boba. So I could make matcha boba and mm. I can be like that self-sufficient fisherman, like teach a person <laughs> to fish uh-huh. and they will never go hungry again. Because right now I still don't have my boba kick. I don't know how to make that. Yeah, we. I have to work on that too and help you. I love how when I say I need to learn how to make that, Lizzie's like, so that's going to be me learning <laughs> how to cook that. Otherwise, you're going to come in and just me, me burning tapioca on the stove. <laughs> but I stripped the sheets and I'm living now. Okay, something else. I know this list is kind of random, but these are just like what little things that make me happy and elevate my life. And one of them, this might sound cheesy, but I really like listening to like, um, what's the word for this? Natural sounds. Yeah, like um, ambiance sounds. So I'll look up YouTube videos of like snowstorm or like rain or crackling fireplace and just have that on while I'm doing stuff. And it's really nice. I think like Netflix also has like a burning log as something you can watch. There's so many videos that are like all free on YouTube and stuff. But lately, like often if I'm doing some work that kind of is just tedious, I'll be like on my computer, I'll have like crackling library, like crackling fireplace in a library. the sound of a helicopter (laughs) flying overhead, if you will. (laughs) Helicopter is flying over our house right now. Perhaps you can witness some of the magic right now. Okay. The ambient sounds of Los Angeles. You love to tease me. (laughs) This winter, I guess it still is winter, but like um, around the holidays this winter, I would listen to like snowstorm sounds on YouTube a lot. (laughs) So scary to me. But it's nice because I'm sitting here in like 75 degree Los Angeles, but I can pretend. That you're in a blizzard? Yeah. For fun. But I'm safe and warm because I'm in LA. Yeah, so it's just sort of like mental cosplay of being stuck in a You are just really loving (laughs) teasing. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's been a week. And then, okay, the last one. Oh, I forgot to mention something relating to movies. Should I throw it in now? Yeah, throw it in. Okay. Is it the cloth napkins? Oh, no, I forgot that too. That's not relating to movies. (laughs) Okay. I was You're jumping all around. Okay, I forgot to mention cloth napkins, which is just to say... That I have over the years invested, and by invested, I mean they're not very expensive. I have bought uh, several sets of cloth napkins that we use all the time, and it just makes all your meals feel... Three or four sets. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Well, you said several. I just don't want people to think that there's like more of a situation happening of like you invest. I'm like hoarding napkins. <laughs> yeah, and like cloth napkins. You're like, okay, we really got to look into this More than two napkin. sets of different cloth napkins. Yeah. <laughs> Little nitpicker. I'm sorry. 
Y'all, don't be kind to me. This week has really put me through it. And Lizzie's been so sweet. And now it's like the end of the day. This is the time that we're hanging out. And I'm just <laughs> feeling like really silly. And I just want to mess with her. And I'm sorry if that's just hard, hard to listen to. I'm sorry. I'm just tired. Okay. So anyway, cloth napkins, like, well, number one, you are saving, you know, you're not using like a paper napkin that you're throwing away. And they kind of just make every meal at home feel more indulgent if you have a nice cloth napkin. And then I just throw them in the washing machine after every meal. And the thing about movies, oh yeah, so also, and this is jumping all around, but on the movie front, Mm -hmm. we recently have found if you are in a couple or in a roommate situation where like some people like horror movies, some people don't, people have different tastes. We've been loving on different streaming apps the psychological thriller genre and i feel like we found a lot of gems just by like browsing that i feel like that's not a genre that i would think to browse but it has delivered every time i've looked oh, yeah. we've like come up it's with been fun yeah it has been edge fun. of your seat viewing yeah those 90s crime thrillers too i can guarantee that there will be elements of the movie that is that are problematic so just yeah. prepare yourself for that but there's something sort of a uh, old timey about it in a weird sense it's sort of nostalgic and mm-hmm. it's just uh the stakes are relatively low given that we're living through a panorama right now (laughs) you know it's like we gotta find who's this broad that maybe killed this man like we gotta (laughs) find out what happened and that to me feels so much more grounded than the timeline i'm living in right now so i like it it's suspenseful a little bit spooky on some occasions and lizzie can also enjoy it yeah and then the last like kind of just self love just fun thing on my list, which I know you'll agree with, Mm -hmm. is when a new album comes out that you like, such as Preacher's Kid by Semler, or such as like any... Oops, I did it again by Britney Spears. Yeah, any great... Pop especially is good for this. Pop is very fun. Let Go by Avril Lavigne. Yes. Well, those are not coming out now. It could be an old one, but especially if like a new album drops that you're into, save it and don't listen to it until you can get in the car and drive around and listen to the new album. Maybe go through the Starbucks drive through There's one near our house. So we do that as like a very- fearless Taylor's version. <laughs> yeah, Taylor's version. And that's just like a fun little date that's very low contact for yeah. COVID. Um, you don't obviously have to even go to a drive through You can just kind of drive around. And I know like it's not good to always just drive around without a purpose, but every once in a while, we probably do this like every few months. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice to be like, you want to get in the car and like just drive down Sunset Boulevard. Ultimately, in this time of isolation, I think so many of us are just really reaching a breaking point with how long we've been in quarantine for. And now we're in the month of love and that can bring up some confusing feelings. A lot of what these suggestions have are just sort of offering an invitation to a change of perspective in how you might look at day-to-day things. So maybe you can add a little bit of sweetness in your day. So maybe rather than going through the Starbucks drive-thru, you just go for a walk around the neighborhood with a new album or an album that you haven't listened to in its entirety. I can't stress enough how good Britney Spears' discography is and how fun it is to go through it and look at different themes and motifs. That's a fun project that maybe you could take on with a friend or on your own or, you know, ordering takeout at a surprising time of day, like midnight, if there's something open, like get a midnight cookie or something Mm. like that. I think that's the common thread in all these suggestions is just looking for 
the magic in the mundane, because I know that that's for many of us where we're at. Yeah, I've heard that the more you do something that like throws off your routine, the more you don't feel like time is passing you by without really impacting you. And I mean, that probably seems obvious. Like if you change up your routine, life will be more interesting. But that's also something that we don't think that much about on a day-to-day basis. You're just like getting through the day. Mm -hmm. But even if it's like you eat lunch at your work from home desk every day and you decide like, I'm just going to go sit by the window if you have a window that you can look out of that you don't normally while you eat. Or I'm going to take this outside even just like on your stoop. Those are little things that can make your day more memorable and make you feel like there's just more life in your day. Yeah. And wherever you are in life or physically, we do hope that you just feel very loved this month. And hopefully that there was something in these suggestions that could help inspire a little bit more love in your day to day from us to you. Yeah. And we're going to close by answering a query letter that we got. I'm excited. I didn't know I was a trip to be around till the chiropractor said stop looking. Okay, so we got a query letter this week, and I just thought it was a great question and good timing with recording this episode. So this house guest says, I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm supposed to use their name, but I don't necessarily have permission to, so I'm just going to leave this person's name off, but we thank you for submitting a question. Okay, so they say, I first want to say I love the podcast. I found it through TikTok, and I am totally obsessed with the new album. Oh, thank you. Anyway, my question is, have you guys always known you were queer or was it a process? I ask this because I came out to my family two, almost three years ago, and I hadn't, I hadn't ever been in a relationship with another female before my girlfriend and I got together. I grew up very religious and went to a Christian college, which I loved and I'm going back to online. I believe I had a lot of internalized homophobia as a younger person and said and did things that don't reflect who I really am or was. I think I might have missed some opportunities to date other women because I couldn't admit to myself that I liked women. I'm always worried that I could have said something to someone that could have harmed them in their process of coming out because I was so detrimental to myself. Any and all advice welcome. Thanks for everything y'all do. Oh, that's a great question. I thought it was a good question. A lot because to unpack. I feel like a lot of queer people can probably relate to the feeling of kind of having some regrets of like before I came out, before I maybe even came out to myself and fully accepted my own identity, I wasn't the best version of myself. Yeah. And I wish that I could have acted better. I wish that I could have like, somehow escaped internalized homophobia and just, you know, lived my authentic life from the beginning, even though with so many odds stacked against you, like that's just not possible for a lot of people. So you shouldn't beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. I actually really identify with um, what they were saying about feeling like perhaps they hurt people or they were detrimental in other people's coming out because of um, what they were going through. And that was something that was really true for me, specifically with regards to gender expression. I think, I think I've said this before that coming out as gay was a lot easier um, than presenting as myself. I think in the process before I was able to get there, when I was still, you know, out, I 
really engaged in a lot of like toxic behaviors. Like there's a lot of like internalized misogyny and homophobia that um, I was really conditioned to participate in to some degree in college that I'm not proud of at all. And I'm not saying that that's everyone's story, but I also want you to hear that it is pretty common for many people and it doesn't, you know, I don't want you to carry a heavy burden or shame or anything like that. Just know that there are many of us who have gone through something similar. And my advice would be as best you can over time, I think it gets easier, try and make peace with that person who is really struggling to do their best and understanding that they fell short and they might have hurt people. And that is that's always that always sucks. And that yeah, and that, that you are not that person anymore. That's part of the beauty of of coming out is that you do get to sort of step into um, who you truly are and live more honestly. It doesn't erase any past harm, but it, it does make being truthful and owning um, past mistakes and owning you know your future actions. I think a lot easier. I think that's really good advice. And I also would say if you feel like, oh, I said something to someone that I wish I could take back, you know, that came from a place of Mm. internalized homophobia, it's not too late to reach out. I don't know the full story or if this is someone you could contact or if that would be appropriate given your circumstances. But I think that could be really powerful for you and the other person if you want to say like, I don't even know if you remember this, but... I might have said some things that are not even might, you know, I I wish that I had handled the situation better. The truth is it came from some self-hatred that I was working through and thankfully I'm moving past now and right. I'm sorry. I think it's it's it seems like insurmountable sometimes to apologize for something that happened a long time ago, but then once you do it, it actually f- is so freeing. So, I think that's also a good option. And I guess we didn't totally answer the initial question that was like, have you guys always known you were queer or was it a process? But Grace kind of touched on like the process of for you yeah. um, coming out as gay and then coming out in sort of a slower and more nuanced process to yourself and to others in terms of like how you want to express gender. And so I think for you, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but like mm-hmm. that was kind of the process. Yeah. But I also think that like there's the process of, you know, like you and I have talked about being kids on the playground and feeling a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And there's that process of what is that feeling to then being 14 or something, 13, 15, having an idea of what that feeling is. Yeah. And then that's even a process of then coming out to yourself, then coming out to your friends. You know, yeah. so I think I, I think that really is always a process, you know, because the way that I came out to myself as queer on like the playground with Diana <laughs> was valid, yeah. but not as in depth and nuanced as how I am out to myself now. Yeah, that's the thing, like with just the way our world is set up where you kind of have to come out, like the expectation will always be. Well, not always, I hope, but was right. was always like you're straight until you come out. And, you know, I hope that it won't always be that way. And I think that is already changing to some extent. But because of that, it is necessarily a process. 
And to some extent, it's a process that's never done in terms of coming out to others. Um, you know, especially if you're like straight passing, I guess. And I think for me, I've like kind of always known in the sense that since I've been of the age of like dating and things like that, like when I was 15, roughly 15, 16, that's like around when I came out. Um, but it's different for everybody. And I actually feel like Grace and I were both kind of early bloomers looking back, like early teens kind of coming out. So mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should like feel bad about any age that they come out. It's yeah. all like the right time for you. Yeah, I agree. Well, hopefully there was something in there that is helpful. And thank you so much for the kind words and keeping up with all the things that we're doing and for being our house guest, our very special house guest with a query letter for this episode. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this stream of consciousness, (laughs) but very heartfelt episode of Under Our Roof. On a personal note, I would just like to extend my my deepest gratitude and thanks to everyone who has been supporting my project, Preacher's Kid, and listening. I'm not sure where we will be when you listen to this on Monday. Hopefully, we will be on the Billboard charts. But either way, I really appreciate all your support and that that this work has resonated with you is just an absolute, um, it's been, it's an honor, really. It's been an honor, and I'm excited to see where we go from here, and just thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I hope this episode has been a fun little Valentine's goodie bag for the Monday after Valentine's Day. We love you all. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day yesterday. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) My sweet old-fashioned babe. So come.